Welcome back to Beyond the Void or Podcast. That's right. It's episode 174. And this week, we're going to be talking about One Miss Call Trilogy Ooh. by popular demand, apparently. <laughs> it was either this or it was going to be Necromantic 1 and 2, which Christina, she oh, tried wait. to like, we did a fucking poll on it. And every and she was trying to sway people so that she didn't have to watch it. People, I just yes, said you one totally thing. did. I just told people to vote for one Miss call. That I is said, that is that is people totally. Have the, people have their own minds. <laughs> they can vote for whatever they want to. I'm not saying they didn't have their own minds, but you definitely swayed them. No, I didn't. You did. No. I All didn't. right. Well, she's gonna watch it. Uh, not this next week. We're gonna have to skip on that next week. By the way, guys. Because we're not sure Christina can actually join. We've had some other issues yeah. happening in the background, so we had to take care of those. Christina's going to take care of those things. I don't have time. So I'm going to try to find somebody. If I can't in time, then we won't have an episode next week, I guess. <laughs> time will tell. Yeah. It's, I can't wait to find out. So it's, it's always <laughs> Sorry. Hard. It always makes everything so wonderfully stressful when, uh, right. when, when I can't stay to my routine. I know. But... Me too. <laughs> I hate so, it. If you guys aren't sure what One Miss Call trilogy is, it's a J horror kind of like a what they call Japanese horror from the early 2000s. Yeah, it was it was well, technically J horror in particular was more popular between the late 90s and mid 2000s, but it kind of dropped off after that. It was like this craze. Right. Uh, that a lot of people had in the horror scene because it was really different from the stuff that we were seeing. Um, always usually with ghosts and stuff like that. But this one in particular just came out from Arrow, Arrow Video, if you aren't familiar. And they actually put out this whole box set of um, One Miss Call trilogy. So I we jumped on it. Yep. <laughs> she didn't know anything <laughs> about it, right? I was just like, okay. She was like, I was like, we got to get this one. Maybe I regret it now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to go over those, do some of that, and uh, tell you all about it, of course, each of the movies. So this is going to be a little bit longer than normal episode, but we're going to trim it in some areas, like might not do a whole lot of trivia for the second and third film. Yeah, plus it was hard to find info on the... But we are going to break down the third film because it is just mind-boggling, mm -hmm. uh, that movie in particular, so... But uh, yeah, so other than that, though, we have a giveaway. We have a giveaway. Finally, I know you guys are probably like, when are they going to, they're not going to do the giveaway. I, we're about three months behind. I'm sorry. It's my bad. It's not three months. I think it's only been a month and a half. It's been, the last one we did was in December. Was it really? Yep. Well, we've had a lot going on and we're broke. 
So yep. I hope you guys understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But, but we got one now. Yeah, we do have one now, and we're going to uh, scroll the wheel. You just tell me when to stop, Christina. Stop. And you can enter. Ooh, it's like right in between. Say up or down. Down. Okay. So we got a winner picked. You can enter the giveaway at longlivethevoid.com and just go to the VIP club and enter in your email address. Yeah, it's on the front page as well as under the VIP section, VIP club section. So it's really just an emailer that we send you guys out to let you know what's going on here at BTV and like what new things we have. We send out a one week newsletter that goes out every week with a new Monday. Yeah, on Monday. Uh, to let you know what new episode we got out. It'll show you like what new videos we have up, uh, just like one, maybe a news article, like all the stuff that you would find about us. And, and it, it will enter you in the giveaway. Right. So as long as you're entered into the giveaway, you can be a part of the giveaway and it's free. All you got to do is fill out your information. Although lately, I don't know what the fuck it is, but people keep trying to subscribe and they're typing in words like fork for country and stuff. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no. And then it gets kicked <laughs> out. So I, I don't know what's going on with that. That's weird. I've been getting a lot of those. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if that's like just a bot. I don't know. Anyway. So the lucky winner is. Drum roll. Drum roll. Laura B. from New Hampshire. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, Woo! I can say what you won. No, you can't say. No, I cannot say. It's a surprise. But there's a picture on the Facebook page. Yeah, you can look at that. Yeah. So if you guys are swooning after it and you want to win one yourself, we've had to cut back a little bit, guys, because we're, we're not real rich. You know, we're not making money doing this, but we still want to give stuff out. We really do appreciate you guys listening. So this is our way of like kind of giving back for being a part of uh, the show that we do here, because if it really, really wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for listening. And congratulations, Laura B. from New Hampshire signing up and listening it says here that she opens up almost every single one of our emails almost. oh thank you yeah so but yeah that's that's it so i think it might be that time what time is it horse shots All right, guys, so now we're back to do our horror shot for this week. Christina came up with this, and we're calling this a Mimiko. Mimiko. Woohoo! Which, if you've seen the movies, specifically the first one especially, then you know who Mimiko is and her story. Mm-hmm. What is her story, Christina? What kind of ingredients are in her story? <laughs> well, half a shot of watermelon vodka. Yeah. A half a shot of fireball. And then you put in a dum-dum, a cherry dum-dum that you're going to put into the shot, which it. mimics the, uh, the the candy that's in the movie that is very notorious with Mimiko, mm-hmm. because every time someone dies, a little piece of candy falls out of their little beaks. <laughs> <laughs> their little beaks. And their little beaks. And uh, just for fun, we were going to do call this a trilogy shot, but we ended up just calling it a Mimiko. Um we have some Taiwanese tea, which if you've seen the second movie, too, you know that part of that movie, like half of it, probably three, two thirds of the movie takes place in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So it's not in Japan this time, but it's Japanese kids that go to Taiwan. But anyway, so we got some oolong tea that we're going to chase after it. So you don't want to swallow the dum-dum, by the way, so don't be an idiot. 
You don't want to choke and die. Like, yeah. you know, I do. was listening to Beep TV. <laughs> you almost died, Sarah. <laughs> I learned it from listening to BTV. <laughs> so, yeah, you can just stir it up, you know. Stir the motherfucker up. Ooh, it looks like it's got some surface. Well, you had it in there for a while. Yeah, but it's got some surface floaties on top. It's yeah. probably just the the wax it's from the, the paper. Oh, yeah. Ew. Do you know what I mean? But it's like it got some floaties. Little, Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's not going to be good for your gut. All right. Cheers, guys. To Mimiko. May you never call me, you stupid bitch. <laughs> dee, dee, dee. Good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Holy shit, that's like a really good shot. Is it? I don't even like Fireball, and I could do those. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably because the watermelon vodka like levels Cancels it out. Cancels it out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Ooh, that was pretty good. Good idea, Christina. Thanks. Well, the Fireball <laughs> what was, was that. The Fireball was your idea. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking. You thought of the Dum Dum, and you thought. Did we think? Didn't you think of the Dum Dum, or we came up with the Dum Dum? Yeah, we did. Because the candy looked like a dum-dum. Right. So and I, I didn't know where else to get a round ball of candy. By the way, guys, apparently you can swallow the dum-dum because I forgot to take it out. So go ahead, kids, and sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Choke on your sticks. Uh, your sticks. Here, you want to try that tea? Oh, no, thanks. Is it good? No, it's, it's kind of like dusty water. That's warm. Dong ding oolong tea. <laughs> you said dong. I like no. It says dong ding. <laughs> I know it does. You said. I-, I wanted to say ding dong at first, but because I always say ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, if you would like to try a Mimiko, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're gonna go ahead and jump into the one miss call trilogy. With starting with the first one, obviously, obviously, all, all of these will be done spoiler free first and we'll have all the timestamps down below. If you guys want to skip around, not spoil anything when we get into the spoiler section, come back, listen to the spoiler section. All cool with us. So let's go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes <laughs> of one miss trilogy. Are we? <laughs> God damn it. I wish this was a one miss trilogy. <laughs> One Missed Call Trilogy Right Now Alright guys, so we're back are you guys fucking ready? Are you fucking ready? Ow! Oh! Oh, poor Murray! He hurt his head! Oh. <laughs> you hurt I'm sorry. Oh. You need to stop banging on the desk. He's like, what did I do, Dad? You're gonna hit this desk one day and it's just gonna like... Snap in half. Yeah, it is. And hey, then man. you're gonna have to... I'm passionate. You're gonna have to duct tape it together. Anyway. That's why I strike him. I'm passionate. That's not funny. <laughs> Don't strike my dog. Oh, no, it's okay. Dude, if I fucking Down. just raise my voice in excitement, he, he cowers in the corner. Like, <laughs> I can't okay. do anything. Anyway, uh, so um, I did the work on this first one. So let's jump into it, bitches. 
<laughs> so One Missed Call technically was made in 2003, but it didn't really come out until like January of 2004. Mm-hmm. It was called, also called Chakushin Ari, which means One Missed Call, I guess. The story goes a little something like this. <laughs> People mysteriously start receiving voicemail messages from their future selves foretelling them of their deaths. (laughs) Foretelling them of their deaths. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that's it's a modern. That was it? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they get this pretty cool signature ringtone, which, you know, is kind of cool. Like it sticks in your head because they play it a million times probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds exactly like it, by the way, Christina. <laughs> Do us a tune, Christina. I was just diddling a tune. You were diddling? You were diddling tunes? <laughs> sounds dark. It's disgusting. Okay, on with it. Okay. Uh, we need to talk about this fucking movie. Okay, yeah, I'll try that. Uh, so I've, I've mentioned this before, but we picked this up on Blu-ray from Arrow Video, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I don't think I didn't see too, too much new stuff that was on there that Arrow in particular did. But it's pretty much just like what the extras were on all the other discs. Uh-huh. But it's nice to have them in 1080p. It did look good, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a fan of these good. movies, you're going to be happy with the, the, the actual print of them. Yeah. So. Um, the movie is directed, this one in particular is directed by Takashi Minke, who is one of my favorite directors in the, in the world, been considered like the fucking Quentin Tarantino of Japan uh-huh. because he does crime dramas, right? uh, which is big for Quentin, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he has done a few uh, horror ones, but he did, uh, the movies Ichi the Killer, Gozu, Audition, Fudo to the Next Generation, which I, is a weird one, As the Gods Will, Full Metal Yakuza, Bird People to China, Dead or Alive franchise, The City of Laos Cells, The Happiness of the Katakuras. Plus, he uh, did an episode of Masters of Horror. Um, oh, yeah. The one that got omitted from the show. Uh-huh. And they only you can only get it on the disc. Right. Um, I remember that. It was called Imprint. Right. Yeah. I remember that. He's done so many more, but those are just like some of my favorites. Of course. This obviously is an adaptation based off a novel called Chakushin Chakushin Ari by Yasushi Akamoto. Although I do have some trivia on that. It's not 100% accurate, but that's what I found out when I was doing the research. Fun fact, by the way, this guy is a Japanese record producer, lyricist, and television writer. Best known for creating J-pop bands like AKB48 and the Onyanko Club. Uh, so yes oh shit he did the onyako club yeah holy crap are you being serious no i'm not Uh, (laughs) i don't know fucking i don't know this shit i'm like how the fuck do you know this uh but it is also helped to write a screenplay um by uh, monaco diara who also worked on the second and third films oh oh yeah some of the cast, I won't go through all of them here. There's a lot of characters uh, in these movies. Lo- yeah, there's a lot of characters, so and most just, of most of the character, the actors, we're not going to recognize any of the other stuff they've been in. Right. Plus, we 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 just figured we'd pick like the three yeah. most important ones. Exactly. So, some of the cast in this movie is Ko Shibasaki, who plays Yumi. She was in Battle Royale, Forty Seven Ronin, Scarecrow. Oh Cur- shit! She was in Battle Royale. 
<laughs> that's not one you make jokes about. <laughs> I was. That's one that you should see. I like that movie. I've seen oh. that movie. I was, I was. I'm like, what the fuck? I like that movie a whole lot, and I, I don't remember if we did it or not. Like, because I have part one and two, you and the have... second one's not as good as the first, but it's it's a good I movie. Think you did it with Mike. Maybe. But she's also done Scarecrow, voice work in The Fist of the North Star, like some movies and TV shows, I guess, and uh, another movie called Over Your Dead Body, which kind of looks interesting. I might want to watch that one. Uh, every time I watch J-horror or any kind of Asian horror of any sort whatsoever, I always want to go down that that hole and just mm-hmm. keep watching them because I, I just, it's like something that I don't get to watch all the time and not many people know of it that well. Right. You know, some people do know of it. They're just like, oh, it's that formula. You oh, know? But there is yeah, a, yeah. there is a like nuanced thing about it. You know right. what I mean? So, right. but we also have Sinichi Sutsumi who plays Hiroshi, AKA mystery man. Christina likes to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was, what was the character's name? Hiroshi. That's oh, his okay. real name. Yeah. Okay. Mystery man. Yeah, he was in Space Battle Yamato, a line, a lone scalpel, not quite dead yet, nonstop, and he's doing voice work for the upcoming Yakuza game sequel called Like a Dragon. Oh, no way. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was it. That's getting old. (laughs) (laughs) Please stop. My emotions cannot handle this. We also got Renji Ishibashi, who is the detective in this film. He was in Audition, Blade of the Immortals, Samurai Hustle 1 and 2, Kamen Rider movies, the Suyaki Western Django, The Great Yokai War, and more. So he's been in a lot of uh, Mikkei films. Mm-hmm. The budget on this was $1.7 million, which is a U.S. equivalent of what how much yen they spent. And it made roughly about $16.2 million at the box office. So it was a fucking huge success. Yeah, That's why we got to see so many sequels, because they're like, fuck, you just made magic on a million and a half dollars? (laughs) So um, One Miss Call premiered at the Tokyo International Film Festival on November 17th in 2003. Its English title there, for some reason, was listed as You've Got a Call. At the festival. So I wonder. Like, like you've got mail? Yeah, I guess you've so. You've got a call? Yeah. It's just trans- translated. L- lost in translation, yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't is- seem like a movie that you'd want to base it off of. No. no, no. <laughs> uh, it was later released theatrically in Japan on January 17, 2004 by Toho. So, Christina, what are your thoughts on this movie that you decided to pick for this week? I did not pick the people picks. You wanted to watch I, this series more than the other. I just wanted to watch this more than the other one. I so this first movie, I thought it was just okay. It was okay. What? It was, you know, okay. it it made me uh, it made me want to watch Final Destination or or the Ring, the original Ring. Okay. It was it was kind of a blend between the two movies. I thought there were too many twists in the plot, which was kind of annoying, especially towards the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're laughing. I'm laughing because how far it goes. Right. It, the well, franchise. It goes, yeah. And then, it, oh, but we'll get into that. I felt there was too much atmosphere for me. Too much atmosphere? I don't really understand what you mean by there. Can you explain it to me? I just meant like when they were, there were scenes like when the thing was like hunting them down to kill them and it was just taking too long to kill them. Oh, the atmosphere, like, in my opinion, is a long. good thing, regardless of how long it takes. I, I know that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you're just talking about they took too they took too much time. You needed it to jump on it. Right yeah, away. they were taking too long. OK, sorry. I wasn't trying to give you shit. No, by it's the way. fine. I 
And uh, and why do the ghosts like they always want to kill people they don't know, or they they made it seem like the ghost or whatever was haunting and using the phones, but they wanted to make sure they found this body. It is it's just weird. I'm it was like, her her anger was so unprecedented that it had to kill people that it she didn't know a hundred percent. But it's like what what's the point of that? There's like no revenge. I mean, I mean there would be no movie if there wasn't either. Are the best way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like when they figured out like what was going on and this new these news people or documentary people like came, right TV and, show yeah and they wanted to do an exorcist because they, they were one of those like fucking TV shows that are like kind of like exploiting um, kind of tabloidy tabloidies TV show mm-hmm. they, they, they don't really believe it so they just want to exploit it mm-hmm. and I like that how they they, they were going to do an exorcism they wanted to do an exorcism on one of the girls I really like like that aspect of it because it mm-hmm. it's like within the same realm but it's like a completely different type of of thing but yeah overall though i just what do you think about the direction like the style like did you like the characters they all seem the same to me i, mean, I just thought it was okay really so you I, didn't like the characters at all yeah there's yeah there's meh okay huh. i understand why the thing wanted to kill him <laughs> christina's a tough customer yeah, five out of ten. Five out of ten. Oh my god, I can't wait to see what you gave the oh others. Oh my god, I bet negative you five. Is that what it's gonna be? You'll see. You'll see. Okay. Now, what do you think, Mister? Mister. Huh? Let's okay. Break it down, Mister. Well, I, unlike Christina, don't hate films. Um, <laughs> if they're not perfect, I still think they have some redeeming values in them. Christina, on the other hand, doesn't feel there's no redeeming value. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. Um, and uh, I watched this a long time ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. I watched this a long time ago, though, and it was on my list to watch back then, specifically because of Takashi Miike. Right. So, which you, you know, when all this was going on, I was a big fan of his and like all this stuff was going on. All the J-horror was going on, I should say. This is much more different from the other movies that he's directed, though. As I mentioned earlier, he does more crime drama, which are over the top, gross and everything under the book that you would think that probably appeals to a lot of horror fans, honestly. But he doesn't do straight-up horror. Uh, this is a, not that wild, over-the-top, inexplicable, crazy scenes like something like Ichi the Killer. You know, where, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I'd go as far as to say this is more in line with, like, maybe MPD Psycho without the gore, mm-hmm. which is a TV show he used to do out there. Oh, Although, you've seen it? Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. The song in it is like haunting and I love it. Uh-huh. Um, but that had the gore censored out. So they like blocked oh. it with something. Yeah, like it's hard to get a copy of the original version. I, I don't know if anybody knows for sure if that's out there or not. But if you've seen MPD Psycho, you'll understand what I mean. But that said, for a J-horror movie, it's not bad. Definitely tried to carve its own piece of, you know, J-horror for itself, I think, while still kind of trying to kind of feel familiar to all the other ones that you would think, because they do kind of run together, but there are, you know, people who watch a lot of these can differentiate between them, you know. And like you said, also, you said it was reminiscent of Final Destination in some ways, with a few nods to other classics like Ringu. Right. Jew on the Grudge, or even Pulse, considering it's using technology uh, as its, like, right. conduit of the curse. <laughs> um, you know, it is a semi-latecomer to that craze, 
So, you know, people kind of died down from it a little bit, but I still think it's well done. If you're a fan of the uh, other movies I mentioned, it should excite you in some way. Now, is it on par with those movies or even better? I'd say more on par than excelling. Really? Like, depending on what you like, you may think it's as good or below. Right. So apparently there's a lot of nods to those things that I mentioned before that were done intentionally, by the way. So, you know, I don't know if that's to save face or to pay homage to it, because from what I heard and what I'll tell you guys in the trivia about this, doesn't seem like Mike really wanted to study this shit. He just wanted to do his own creative vision. Mm-hmm. It's more of an homage, I think, though. Overall, I think he should do more horror, though, than he does, because in he's done like, I don't know, like three or f- like four, or f- maybe five different things of horror. Uh huh. And I think he's actually pretty good at it. Like he I have some really interesting trivia that I'll go into about it later. But he said that that horror is like showing somebody's loneliest moment. <laughs> like when you die, it's your loneliest moment because we all die alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what he was saying. Huh. And that. He would think that people would hate him for trying to make too much horror if he decided to do that. Oh, so it might be a cultural thing. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's like it's just negative in his mind yeah, and he yeah. doesn't, you know. But That I, makes I, sense. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I think he makes a mark in this film and I think he took it seriously. You know, his normal attention to the characters is there with like cool stylistic shots of some of them. You know, the dialogue isn't as witty or cool or fun as like some of his movies, but he didn't write this. So, you know, he was really just kind of on board somebody else's idea and wanted to try it out that way. Mm-hmm. So because it's played that I think because it's played straight, I think he adds some sort of style to some of the creepier scenes in this movie. And the story is actually pretty interesting, in my opinion, too. It's not, you know, you could compare it to other movies, like I mentioned before, uh, in J-horror for its time. But the story is complex and still able to be understood, which I can't say for some of the sequels. Huh. More on that later, obviously. (laughs) He genuinely has some very creepy imagery in here, and I think it really has more polish than the second one. Mm -hmm. There's like mild gore here and there, but nothing of the stand-up and clap variety. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting and unique and kind of, I don't know. Although I will say in a lot of ways, and maybe this is just because it feels like it's been done before, it does feel like a sequel to the series. Yeah, I can can see that. Because some of the writing style that they do in this kind of jumps. And maybe it's because the movie's like two hours long. Yeah. That it feels that way because it's like a really long movie. But they they really have a, a moment in this movie where it just unveils itself to the world. Right. And it's like you don't normally do that in the first movie. Right. You know, it's more about a, an intimate moment with this one group of people or right. these this one person. This movie kind of like is like flapping its dick out, its ghost dick out on the fucking. I don't know how tasteful <laughs> like that is, by the way. multiple ghost dicks. Yeah, well, and it's probably Jesus. not tasteful for us to talk about a child ghost like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I think it, even though it's two hours long, it is a little long. Yeah. I, I think it could have been trimmed up a little bit more. Um, but, you know, maybe it was written that way and he didn't want to sacrifice their writing. Right. You know, uh, he there is a lot of attention to the story details, not just putting it in there for no reason. So it's it's a movie that feels like it has multiple story points that make you think it's concluded, <laughs> you know, the whole story. But then it's like, oh, wait, hold on. We got seven more twists. <laughs> uh, not really that many 
as compared to the other ones. It felt like it. The other ones are worse. They are. But I think even though it's a little long, it's a nice surprise that kept my attention to have some of those twists in there. So it wasn't just a complete waste of my time. Um, You know, there's that big scene that you were talking about in general. The TV studio was like the fucking... That is like the pinnacle of the whole fucking film. Right. Super awesome fucking scene that just the keeps exorcism. going. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved all of it. Thought it was really good. Worked out really well. Mm-hmm. All the characters are kind of funny and silly. And I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it. It wasn't a jokey movie, but it just, I don't know. They're characters. Right. So I think it's a decent to good film. If you like mysterious plots that kind of unfold over time and don't mind the weight a little bit, because there is a little bit of dry spots. Because you're soaking in all this story. It's it's like part crime drama, part horror, and part supernatural phenomenon with rules that make you go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you'll probably dig this movie if you are a J-horror fan and to some degree. I'm not going to say you're going to love it. You might be on the fence. You might hate it. I don't know. I think you should definitely give it a watch, though, if you are a fan, if you consider yourself a J-horror fan of some sort, to check it out. Because I kind of like in technology being used, something on our day-to-day basis, like how we use technology being affected. Has it been done perfectly? No. But this is not a bad attempt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's far worse movies that do oh. stuff with technology yeah. than this. Yeah. Um, the end might piss some of you off, too. So just fair warning on that. <laughs> if you're not uh, in for changing the entire feel of the movie by the end of the movie, um, you might not want to watch it. <laughs> but I don't know. I think you should check it out yourself and see for yourself. I'm just not sure where the message was at the end, necessarily, when we watched this. I found out later, but I'd give this one probably like a seven. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe a 6.5 if I was being really picky. Uh-huh. But I think it's it's not a it's not the best Mike film. Mhm. It's not a, the most notable. You know, it's not going to be in the top 10 or 15, but it is cool to see like his take on horror a little bit. It's not audition, which is right. like a nine compared to this. You know right. what I mean? I don't know. There's some things in it that I really like. Some of the touches that he gave it, I thought were really cool, even if it is a little. Eh. Right. So, I mean, they only made it on a million and a half dollars. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Uh huh. So it's pretty impressive what they did with it. But it's a de- I think it's a decent entry into the J-horror that lacks the glorious gore that I like. But, you know, it succeeds in other areas of creep and weird. Plus, the characters stand out to me. And mm-hmm. I think that is something that Mike is really good at, mm-hmm. is getting that out of the ca- the actors. Right. So, but yeah. So you said five. I said five. seven, maybe 6.5. Uh, I would say... Well, so we'll just say six. Yeah, I might as well just say six. Six from both of us. She, she's like the opposite spectrum. She hates everything I like, and I like everything she hates. I guess. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious what you guys think, though. I mean, I know I've seen some people say mixed things when we talked about doing one's missed call. I think someone said... Um, Oh, that whole fucking thing sucks, you know? And then other people are like, yeah, that was actually pretty decent. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, you're going to get a mixed bag of people what they think about this movie, but... I think this is the best in this in the franchise. I do too. So um, that could be saying a lot or a little. <laughs> I do want to see the remake though. 
of the the, the oh. American not remake the American version the uh, 2008 we didn't get a chance to watch that yeah we wanted to try to watch that but we yeah. didn't get a chance to because we didn't have time lots of stuff happened this week that yeah we that realize. unexpected stuff happened again um, but yeah I don't know I don't think you're gonna you'll probably love it you'll probably think it's a 9 out of 10 because I don't like it so maybe it's <laughs> shut up <laughs> whatever yeah it's a horrible story terrible movie I loved it Alex I loved it <laughs> Um, so I got some trivia on this stuff. So for those of you who don't want anything spoiled, you can go ahead and down to the timestamp section down below and skip to the next movie and listen to the spoiler-free section of that. We'll give you warnings for each of these, obviously, like we always do. But for you new listeners out there, here's your warning. All right. So the idea for this movie came from Yasushi Akamoto, who I mentioned earlier. He was at home one night and got a phone call and it was on vibrate and it was doing the like vibrating noise. And he just, for some reason, got spooked out by it. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't answer the phone because it kind of frightened him, I guess. And he just like thought, hmm, what if I took that moment that I had with that and turned it into a film? <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's how ideas start. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he even remembers is pretty interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um. They did revise a few things on set for the screenplay, but Mike said that they all kind of had it pitched in to kind of build the story. For those of you who don't know, there's a novel, there's a film, and there's a screenplay that were written all pretty much simultaneously at the same time. Uh -huh. He said none of it was like an original screenplay or original novel or an original film because all of it happened simultaneously. Huh. So they were figuring out the story as they kind of went in some regards. I guess they worked on it together. And I guess you can kind of tell. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, well, I think you're being twist. too picky. I think I just mean because the twists at the end. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. I wasn't being a dick. You know, but Mike did want to try to do something with somebody else, and he said that you know he doesn't like to like when he makes films. He makes films. That's his happy place. So he wants to go to make films. He doesn't cause problems on set. He doesn't have this like unique snowflake vision. He kind of likes to see things organically transpire. Uh -huh. And so whenever they wanted to change something, they just sat, talked about it real quick. And then if something felt right for one of them, they did it that way. Uh huh. So they did. Otherwise, if he just did it his own way, it would be Visitor Q or Gozu, those movies he directed. Uh -huh. So he was open to doing things completely differently and just to be in for the experience in general. Uh -huh. So, And I mentioned earlier how I'd love to see him do horror films, right? Right. He's not a fan of horror films, guys. He said uh, as a watcher, it actually frightens him. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so weird. It's like he finds it hard to do to watch horror films. In fact, before directing this film... He didn't do any research on any of the other J-horror films or anything like that. He just really? wanted to direct from his own creative mind and just do it. He didn't want to be huh. influenced, probably. He doesn't. He's not a fan of horror. So he said he became a fan of J-horror after this movie, though, because oh, he had to direct movie. it. That's so weird because there's so much that just creepy little kid. It's like every Well, their ghost stories movie. are very similar. So yeah. that maybe oh, that's okay. why. That makes sense. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how movies are made. Yeah. But ghost stories are all these pale fe people and shit like that. Plus, I don't creepy mind. kid hands. Right. But I don't mind that so much because, like, I don't know. I like ghost supernatural stories. Sometimes they can be bad. Sometimes they can be good. This right. is like a ghost supernatural rule set horror movie. 
You know, like right. if you get a call, you're going to fucking die. Right. And you're going to hear how you die and there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Right. Don't you love how the flip phones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The flip phones and then the, the, they have little charms. Right. And I was like, oh, I remember having charms. Charms are super popular, though. They yeah. were definitely oh, yeah, popular back, back, back then. then. Yeah. You know, the mystery man? Yeah. Hiroshi character. He was the the actor who played him. This was his first horror movie that he'd ever oh, done. Oh, really? He did a really good job. I thought so, too. I thought he would do more horror after this, and he only did a little, just a little bit here and there. Oh. He probably didn't want to get, like, screen written that way, Let like me, typecast that right. way. Right. Let me guess. He did a lot of TV. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody in Japan pretty much yeah, does. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, everybody does TV. They do movies and stuff like that over there, just They're like just they would. They're just more into TV. They're just more into straight to video and yeah. things like that. So that makes sense. They've evolved <laughs> more than us. Um, <laughs> it used to be, though, back in the day. I, I don't know if it was in Japan, but I know some other countries, they charge like a, it's like a gala event. Yeah. Compared to what we do, we go in there with our fucking shit in pants. Our, our, uh, they get PJs. dressed up and shit. You know? Go in our slippers and PJs. Right. Go in there with a fucking smelly asshole. Yep. Every time. <laughs> but uh, for the hospital scenes, they used uh, an old abandoned hospital. And they asked the girl who played Yumi that if she felt any kind of like she saw anything in the abandoned place uh-huh. and she was like not really she said you could tell that it felt a little heavy and a little thick in there so to be in there but I, she never experienced anything out of the ordinary so. oh well that's a boring story i know she should have lied <laughs> yeah she should be like too. yeah i got fucking i i levitated yeah <laughs> my head got slammed into a wall yeah, suddenly and nobody was around me some entity was trying to suck out my soul <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say something completely different there <laughs> of course you very <laughs> dirty mind she said that her favorite scene was also the tv scene yeah, it, it was awesome. It's awesome. That is a really good scene. That's why I can't give this like average scores because I really like that scene. It's memorable. Yeah. I like when they un- you know show the dick. That was my 5. That's where all my 5s ca- came great, out of. Great. Okay. All 5 all 5 of my You're right. I'm not saying score. you're wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying you're wrong. <laughs> kidding no it's i don't know like i think it's going to be different for everybody oh yeah exactly it always is like it might be too slow for some people so fuck it but that's pretty much it for the trivia i didn't want to go balls crazy about it because i you know we got a lot we're going to tell some of our favorite scenes now do you have any early on that you wrote this time i do do you want to kind of break down some of the typical stories so that we know what has happened so that yes without spoiling it in the end there was a girl and she had a friend and the friend had drowned yes right so then boom she gets a call it was like weird circumstances like you find out later that she was murdered they think because it didn't make sense how she drowned right and so yeah exactly so then the friend got the call and i think it was like two days later and the friend was walking down a train path where 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 there was a train Uh and she got flung into like just out of nowhere she gets sucked up into the sky She gets pushed because he's the chain link. You see the chain link fence going one one link at a time and then she gets pushed through the fence. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up twisting and dying. And then one of my favorite parts from the beginning was her decapitated hand had the cell phone in it. And she started dialing numbers to the next victim. Yeah. One of the most terrifying scenes I think that I found in this movie was someone clipping their fucking toenails. (laughs) Oh, the mother. Yeah. Yeah. What the 
fuck? <laughs> yeah, they showed it like three oh, times. Just even talking about it makes my fucking and teeth the, itch. The, the noise, the Whoa. noise from it click, click, click. Yeah, she would have these flashbacks to her mother clipping her fucking toenails, and then they showed them clipping it. And I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, nobody needs to show people clipping their goddamn toenails. <laughs> Oh, so that was one of your favorite scenes? No, no. I just wanted to mention it because, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next girl gets the call or the ring. And then... um, I thought it was Kenji. I, I Kenji yeah, gets Ken- the call. Yeah. Ken- oh, Kenji gets the call. And then they start putting two and two together that, oh, it's, it has something to do with these, these phone calls, right? Right, but Kenji gets pulled into the elevator. The guy, yeah. Like, he tries to avoid dying. He hears his voice say something, the, the same thing. Like, of course, because basically what you guys, if you're listening and you haven't watched these movies, if you hear, you get a call from yourself that says something that is in the future that's going to happen. And it's you on the phone. Somehow they- It's your death. Yeah, it's your death and you're on your phone for some reason or whatever and you die and you're like caught saying something. So like if you tripped over some oranges, you'd be like, oh, oh man, shit. I, I tripped over some oranges. It was a banana. Like, I feel like they could have played on that a little bit more. Like oh, the, totally the fear of looking for oranges and stuff and just instead of just panic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Right. Like, like they kind of do that in Final Destination mm-hmm. where they're like, he's like trapped in the room and he's like afraid of everything and he puts like duct tape on everything so he doesn't die uh-huh you know what i'm talking about yeah and it all it reminded me of the show light as a feather because it's the same thing really they do the same thing in there where where they do light as a feather stiff as a board and she tells the person at the at the head is telling her how she's gonna die okay yeah and then they die well he tries to avoid it one. and and he gets yanked down right. into the fucking he sees the the elevator open up and you can see that it was just the elevator shaft Right, which I think was just like in there, like they, the doors open up and then, and then you see like he dies and she sees, and then all of a sudden the door opens up and it's a bunch of other kids and they're like, what are you all upset about? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like two out, seconds dude? later. Yeah. Uh, what else? And then Natsumi get the call. Oh, Natsumi. Then she got the call. Well, let's, let's explain. Mimiko had a sister and they're, oh, that's- Mimiko's the, the, the thing haunting everybody. Mimiko had a sister and their mother Marie was abusing the kids because of a mental disease called Munchausen syndrome. That's why this all started. So Munchausen syndrome is where the parent makes their kids sick because they get attention for by being sick. They don't really explain this, but that's the gist of it. So so uh, one of the girls. Natsumi. Yeah, they, you know, they figure out what's going on. So then the mystery guy comes along. Cause like his sister or something got the call and died too, and then they they figured out that. Well, he's kind of like ghostly haunting them. You like don't know who he is. Yeah, he's just in the background. He's just always like, wherever the kids are, and it's like kind of spooky. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, what's the predator doing? Like as soon as the phone call happens, he's like in the shadows, like watching, like yeah. waiting and masturbating, or something. <laughs> oh my god, that's what it felt like. You know, he's like a creeper. But they they finally get together and then they discover that it was this mom and the two kid the two girls Mamiko they figure out it's the mom and the Mamiko and her other sister. Well, you're also Natsumi is the reason she has an exorcism is because she's getting interviewed by the the fucking rag the television tabloid fucking TV show guy about 
who's the next person? Are you the next person? And she's all freaked out and panicked. And then her phone actually rings. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's actually ringing. And everybody stops. And then they and then like she picks up the phone and it says one missed call. And then she's like freaking out. And they're like, he's like, let's do an exorcism. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Yeah. Like at, like at first he's trying to manipulate it to make it look like she's the next one, even though she's not. Right. And like use a different phone and shit like that. And like, so it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. You want to talk about the TV um, thing that the whole scene. So the exorcist comes out, the actual exorcist. And well, they they're prepping it, making it a big deal, and then shit starts happening, and the exorcist person can't control anything, and then all of a sudden her body starts like twisting and doing all this crazy shit. Right, which is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, that was like because at first it's like I don't. Oh, she sees the fucking ghost behind her. Right, because you see it come out from this fucking weird like brick wall always, or something there's always this creepy hand that just comes out out of nowhere go yeah. creepy creeping in it kind of pokes like the ghost's head it's like the mom ghost because at this point in time you think it's the mom yeah you think it's the mom you don't even haunting. know it's the the girl ghost right like you, you we don't even know what's going on we think it's the mom so you see the mom's ghost and she's poking out like a goddamn cartoon sideways from the wall mm-hmm. while her two arms are doing weird shit like all bent and shit and then like you see Natsumi like real in terror and like her friend sees it and it's like all the shit's gone on where it's like they were recording an exorcism a fucking the the fucking exorcist gets blown back by the power of the ghost and like flipped into some wall or some shit like that and then she's reeling back in terror and like when the girl looks the Natsumi girl's looking she sees the ghost but you, as the other person, can't see the ghost. So the only way that you can see the ghost is if you watch it through the television. Mm-hmm. So, like, when she looks to see her friend reeling in terror for some reason, like at Natsumi reeling in terror, she's like, what the fuck? And then she looks on this monitor and it was cool. Like, you could see it on the monitor right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So it was like this really cool double shot. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Oh, and before they all die, you hear the inhaler sound. <laughs> Yeah, you hear this weird inhaler sound, and then also, after they die, like, candy comes popping out of the mouth, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was just a really cool, like, I just love that it just, like, like unleashes right there. Her wrapping up, and, like, was I, I watched them doing the making of in that scene, uh-huh. and they had this, like, mechanical arm that bent up backwards and shit and then Uh they were like choreographing how she was going to bend her arm in real life to make it look like kind of messed up Uh and then you see it wrap around the back of her neck which is another fake arm again which is cool it's just cool how they did it it's cool yeah it's practical effects my favorite thing is that that fucking whole creepy peekaboo bullshit with the mama coming out sideways though like i like i like the arm twisting pretzel thing but Uh But that, the creepy little peekaboo thing on the wall behind her before she starts twisting was fucking awesome. I don't know why. (laughs) Also, every time they go to the cops, like, you know, they don't believe them. Right. So it's kind of stereotypical, but... That's the way it works. Right. So the cool thing is, is like, we're always talking about how, like, or I'm always bringing up the situation where the phones are the, the biggest flaw. Mm-hmm. with like horror these days like you know i've heard other people talk about it so i'm not the only one um but 
like they're actually using the phone as the horror this time. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not a downfall for them. Right. Um, I don't know if it's really necessarily scary, but there are some genuinely creepy moments in here. Like they have the creepy mommy peeking out of the cabinet at the house where they lived. Right. Because they go visit there. And then they got this creepy mommy walking on the ceiling of the hospital after Yumi behind mm-hmm. her, which I watched them do that whole fucking making of. And they had a rig of her walking oh, really? on the ceiling. So she was really... You you know, she was hung upside down so her hair would hang. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I thought it was pretty cool. Looked cool how they, they had her in that rig and kind of looks awkward because she's like not standing straight up. So her legs are kind of bent. So right. She, so the way that she, would be scary. She's all creeping around. Cricket a crack with me. Right. And with this by this point, you still think it's the mom, by the way, guys. We're an hour and a half into this movie. And yeah. this is... This is like already here. So they finally go to the hospital. Yeah, they go to the hospital and they find the creepy red-eyed mommy in the fucking... Right, and in a this, dead body. Yeah, a dead body with the phone in her hand. Yeah, she had a fucking phone in her hand. Did it start ringing? It did okay. ring and they took it out of her hand and because they called the phone number back. Or they called oh, okay. because they figured out some person's phone i don't know what it was maybe because uh-huh. they, 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 they were doing some investigating and sleuthing about the kids of this mom who they thought abused these kids uh-huh and then the red-eyed mommy wakes up remember yeah, her dead corpse yeah and they think it's over but she stands up and her face is like peeling off yeah. slowly with all this like <laughs> noises for the whole fucking time. it's just a cool scene i thought it looked really cool right now her whole body's like dripping and like Yumi sees like like there's this part where like the mommy's like going to kill her and she's seeing flashes of her mom clipping her fucking toenails again, again. <laughs> and it's like stop um but then you know like it's flashing between the red-eyed mommy with Munchausen's disease or syndrome and Yumi's mom and then she just finally gives in and like she's like hugs the fucking disgusting corpse that's like sticky and gross and she's got Uh all this blood on her chin and she's like I won't leave you mommy I'm sorry and she hugs that dripping bitch like (laughs) (laughs) it's like (laughs) and and then doesn't she have like a a flashback and then she sees why what happened yeah what happened right and the little sister yeah was uh, standing there and the big sister uh, she had a knife in her hand. Didn't she- they find a tape on her or something like that? And that's how they found out? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, no. Or the police found it. It was like in her apartment. Right. And they watched the tape and they yeah, find they out. Watched- Why was I thinking she had like a flashback? I don't, I don't know. know. It wasn't a flashback. But she, yeah, she gets the tape. and Because earlier they found the fucking camera in the closet. Right. In the cabinet where they saw the little mommy like. Oh. Creepity, creepity. Creeping around. Creepity, creepity. Because she sees it up there and they almost get scared, but then she goes up. She's like, oh, it's leading me to it. So the mom was actually haunting them. Right. But she was trying to get... She was trying to help them. Yeah, she wanted to let them know that it was the daughter. Right. It was the older sister. And the mother let the the daughter die because she was having an asthma attack, and that's why... You missed something, though. So in the videotape, it shows... Mommy left the videotape on or left it on intentionally to see what was going on because her daughter kept getting hurt and she couldn't figure out why. And you see uh, Mimiko go to fucking cut her little sister's arm. She's like, it's okay. We'll make you better now. We'll take you to the hospital and everybody will care about you. And then the mom comes in and sees it and she's like, it's you that's been doing it. This whole time, it's you. Mm -hmm. And she goes to take the little girl who 
Mimiko's cut her arm, and Mimiko, that's when she's having her panic attack, her, right. her asthma, asthma attack. attack. Sorry. But yeah, she just leaves her to die on the floor because she cut her daughter. Yeah, as she should, stupid bitch. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but... Um, what? No, I would... I'm like, I would have left her to die, you stupid little bitch. But this is where it gets weird, because like, Yumi, the girl who is investigating all this and thought she was going to end it by giving the mom a hug, she just let the mom go back to heaven or wherever the fuck ghosts go <laughs> to, to leave him alone. And then Yumi gets possessed by the daughter and stabs her friend in the stomach. Mystery man. The mystery man, Hiroshi, and says, let me take you to the hospital. And, and you see him give, like, young, dying Mimiko her asthma inhaler in this, like, moment. Yeah. Which is really weird. Like, she was helping, because you're like, oh, okay, so now the curse is going to go away because she's, like, helping the spirits and blah, blah, blah. Right. And this is the very end here, but they, they then the next scene you see is him waking up in the hospital, and Yumi is standing beside him holding a knife behind her. And she drops, she kisses him and then drops a piece of that candy that's in everybody's mouths. And then it's like, stupid. They that's smile like. and then she stabs him again yeah. or something. And, yeah. And then they see the same blue sky because they said that earlier. Yeah. Because the mystery man's sister who died said that to him. That we all share the vision. same sky or we yeah. have our own sky. Oh, Whenever we die, we have our own sky or something stupid like that. Separate sky. A separate sky? We all have separate sky. Yeah, that's which, which, when I remember I was talking about how fucking um, Takashi Miike thinks that everybody dies alone, you know, it's like, that's a thing everybody always right, says. Right, I don't know why everybody has to say that, we all die alone, like it was in fucking Donnie Darko, well, it's, it's it was in this, it's like, we get it, dude, like we try not to think about death so fucking much, right. you know, like. Well, it's, it's dying alone is supposed to be like the scary thing, that's why. Right, because you, nobody wants to be alone. Right. Supposedly. Which is stupid, because I like being alone. <laughs> I just kidding. So the you know, except you, I like you. Ending is a little different, but this is what Mike verbatim. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been waiting to hear this. So, well, not verbatim, I should say. Like, this is basically what Mike said. He said that the actors were very unsure about their emotions in that scene. They showed it like a scene. He was, they were all like, well, what am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to feel? During this weird dream sequence thing, like oh, it was a dream sequence. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like in this weird moment at the end of the movie, because it doesn't feel like it's in reality. You think it's in a hospital, but oh. then why is she there? She's possessed. It's like well, weird. you could be possessed and still be in the hospital. Well, she appears <laughs> next to him when she wasn't there before. Oh, so it's a little weird. But anyway. So supposedly the actors were very unsure about the emotions in the scene. And Mike said that the in the end, that it's about an acceptance of it all. He thinks like ghosts are like humans. If we die, we carry all of our same personalities and everything with us. And, and it, we stay that way. It's not like, you know, where he says one of his gripes with horror films is with, with ghost movies in particular are that they're always portrayed as this evil thing. Uh-huh. He's like, when he thinks they would just be regular people like you or I, like, what well, would be the intention of being evil? Oh, okay. Do you see what I mean? Uh-huh. He said, so the characters at the end are just people, even if they're vastly different from one another, they've come to terms with their acceptance of life. Uh-huh. Her being a murderer or accepting hate or being possessed, and then him just accepting death, I guess. Uh-huh. So he said, which to him is a happy ending, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like Richard Stanley when he says some fucking like insanely morbid thing uh -huh. that is so beautiful that you can't dislike it. You know uh -huh. what I mean? <laughs> 
Um, also, there is an alternative ending uh, for this movie where it has this weird candy drop in the mouth scene with the girl in the hospital and stuff. But instead of her stabbing him and smiling at each other like idiots, uh, it cuts to the exorcist guy who was doing the exorcism on the TV show with Natsumi. Uh-huh. And he was sitting in the office. Yeah, he was like sitting in an office on a phone call. And then all of a sudden he gets one missed call on his phone. Mm-hmm. And he goes over and checks it out. And he's like, here's his voice. And he's like, oh, now I'm going to die. And then he says it directly after it. And he's like, oh, now I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden something falls from the ceiling and they drop like a, a fucking metal fucking tub on his head. <laughs> like, what was that all yeah, about? Yeah. I think that metal tub, it was like the lighting. And they didn't finish the uh, the uh, thing, so. Yeah, you'd probably be right. Like, they didn't finish the film. Yeah, because why So why it was going to be like some, some thing from the ceiling that yeah. they didn't have at the time, but they weren't. Yeah. What the fuck is that? The fuck, Alex? Christina. Is that? That's not my phone. It's from me. Oh, shit, bitch. You're going to die, bitch. Wait, hold on. Listen to it. Well, shit. I guess it says one missed call and I uh, should check the message. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> We're all going to die, Christina. Let's listen to what it says. Let's see what it says. Does it say one missed call or just... Yeah, it says for me. Let's listen. Is that a sign? <laughs> Is that a sign well, we need to move the fuck on? I don't know. Anyway, anyway so we got, so we got another, another movie that we're going to talk about. We're talk about. We'll, we'll try to make, we'll this, try one to make this one quicker. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, clever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we just thought we'd have fun with that, guys. So anyway, we do have another movie, though. A second movie in the franchise. And it's called One Miss Call 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Alex Jesus. didn't die. All right, Women's Call 2, 2005. And it's about a Japanese restaurant cook slash owner dies after answering his daughter's cell phone. Oh, yeah. Twisty, twisty. Twisty, twisty, yeah. Other people are getting the same strange ringtone calls as well and dying painfully. <laughs> It ha- it happened Yeah, like me when I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Taiwan as well. Can the police stop stop it if it's a ghost? Question mark. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. The tagline for this movie, and I think it, this is the only one that had a tagline. I looked. I thought the other one was, you know, what was the other one? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember if there is one for the first one now. Oh, okay. Let me. Well, this one is Asabo, which means let's play. There was, wasn't there one, you don't want to miss this call or something stupid like that? Or I don't think so. I uh. know the, the next one, there wasn't one either. It was just this one I huh. found. Okay. But anyway, this movie was- Evil just- Calls Back. <laughs> That's what they should have called it. <laughs> they should have. Are you sure the remake didn't have a uh, tagline like that? I don't know. I could have sworn there was one that like we, there was one for the first one, but I guess we don't remember. Anyway, this one was directed by Ren Pai- to Sakamoto. Um, he's mostly directed um, stuff in TV, of course. Um, he did dr- direct a movie. In- oh, here it is. It's the first one is Death Cannot Be Put on Hold. Oh, okay. That's what it Death is. That's the tagline. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And this one is Let's Play. Um, but he did direct a movie in 2004 called Ghost Shout, which is about a ghost negotiator. Sounded oh. interesting. And uh, of course, this uh, this was written by Yasushi Akamoto, right? And the other guy, and um, this one, uh, Minako Daira. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there was a shit ton of people in this movie, but uh, two of the people you might recognize is Renjai Ishibashi. Um, he has been in 354 films. Yes. <laughs> Renji Ishibashi. Yeah, that, yeah, we already talked about that one. Oh, we did? For the first movie, yeah. Oh, okay. And Haruko Winabachi, uh, he played the boyfriend. Uh, he was in Age of Rebellion from 2018, uh, The Truth About Jade and Sam, and Chuhang Chan-Kyu. Good luck on that. I cannot find a budget for this movie. No, there is none. Alex, yes. what did you think of One Miss Call 2? Okay, so <sighs> just to make sense of this, like... You kind of said it in the story, but one year later, and Yumi is missing. The detective, who is Renji, who didn't believe, is now obsessed with it. And there's a new journalist on the case, too. Plus, it spreads to Taiwan, like you said, not just to Japan. So mm -hmm. it's like over both. So after seeing, seeing the first one and being, you know, somewhat pleased with the first one, I was ready for what the franchise could offer after that, you know, after Mike's take. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to be anywhere near as good as his, and I'm sorely disappointed. Oh. <laughs> it's it's okay. I won't sugarcoat anything here. The movie brings back one good character, which is the detective, which he is underutilized. Totally. One of the best characters in the first movie who could have, like, really just led the film. Mm -hmm. But they, of course, wanted to do the teenagers thing because they're always on the phone. And it makes sense. I get it. I get why they did it. Same writer. You know, obviously, they understood the vision for this film. You know what I mean? But it just didn't feel right. It didn't beat the first film. And I feel like they could have made him the main character, but they didn't really. Not mm -hmm. their fault for not seeing my vision, but I'm just saying, like, I would have been infinitely more interested in his character and being involved in it and teaming right. up with somebody. Right. Because if it was like him and the and the journalist working together to solve the mystery, it would have been kind of cool. Uh-huh. Um, but this one's all over the fucking place anyway, compared to the first one. You know, that one's a complex story, but easy enough to follow. The characters I didn't care for, really. And the love interests that they make in this movie don't make much sense. None. Even, no sense. Even though they all go through the fucking ringer, you'd think it could have been easily laid out, but no. Nope. It's hard to follow, so pay close a fucking attention. There's not really any, well, I don't want to say any, there's not many cool scenes in this film for me. Plus, they cheapen the ghost a lot. Right. Like, it's some silly, happy little girl with face paint on instead of fucking some creepy lurking thing around corners or discreetly hidden in the film to kind of, like, set the atmosphere for you. It's like, uh, like we got in the first one, you know what I mean? Which mm -hmm. was really good, in my opinion, in that regard. Which, I don't know, it just took me right out of it seeing this like playful girl like hee 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 yay I'm swinging my legs and she was directed that way uh -huh. but it just didn't feel right right it's just super unfortunate it's not the worst movie I've seen but I'm not really spoiling anything when I say this but the tie end of the first is pretty fucking weak yeah it's very weak they opt and they, they twisted it right they opt for like a new ish curse yeah that is connected somehow. It's not really explained that well. And it really kind of ruins this one, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Like, it tried to be too clever without letting the audience know. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and like, yeah, there's obviously some, you know, subtitles that we need to read. If you're looking away, this is not that movie. You have got to. Yeah, pay. you have to pay close attention. You, you cannot look away. You can't fucking like eat food. You can't drink <laughs> eat it. like pause it frequently. OK, um, it took us like three fucking hours to watch this movie. Did, this wasn't this wasn't the one that we rewound the, the, the third no. film oh my god yeah that was worse um i don't i don't I honestly i'm not trying to be harsh here uh, i just felt like a lot of the truly potential stories that they could have made from it were wasted and it's just a sequel yeah you okay. know and for that reason because it just missed the mark so heartily i gave it like a 3.5 out of 10 mm-hmm and I hate so. to say that because I... You hate giving that low scores I don't like giving low scores if I don't have to, but it's just, it's not one that I would watch again. Mm-hmm. It, the only reason it's probably 3.5 is because I might watch it again when watching the franchise again in the future in like two, three years or something mm-hmm. when I'm in that mood. Right. <laughs> Maybe it could be a five for some people, just not me. Right. Well... What about you? Well, I have no problem giving bad scores. Yeah, I know. <laughs> This was very painful to sit through. It's painful. Okay. Like you said, the story and the plot line was extremely hard to follow. Like, I had to make a flowchart. And I still think I don't understand what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have a problem, like, trying to figure out what, what was going on. Yeah, it is a little... It is very muddied. It's like it... Because they don't really explain the whole... Li- like, well, I don't want to... Like, there's two different curses, so they don't really explain. They're trying to muddy no. the, wordy, the, the, the story so that you are confused, but it ends up making the viewer hate the fucking movie right. rather than be interested in the movie. Well, I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to take the thing, the curse from the first movie, and they're like, oh, it's older than that. They think people it's pay too close that. attention, and they don't. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, this first, this second one was a big sequel. A lot of people liked the first one, but I'm sure a lot of people were like, uh, does it have enough fucking story to really make a sequel? Right. But it did. I liked how they, it, uh, they did go to Taiwan. So I like how they did go to another country. Okay. Um, I liked the abandoned places they were running around. Those shots were really cool. Uh-huh. Um, I did like how the deaths weren't dragged out like the first movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, see, I, that was the negativity for me. Like, it was just, like, cheap. See, we are It opposite. was very cheap, like, how they killed people in this movie. It was laughable. But uh, if you weren't confused by the first movie, you definitely will be confused by this movie. And it was just horrible, and I gave it a 2 out of 10. 2, two out of 10. 2. It's fucking I gave it a 3.5, so that's what? Ridiculous. 2.75 between the two <laughs> yeah. of us? Pretty, pretty bad. Did you find any trivia on this? I mean, yeah, I found some. I mean, it's not a lot. It's kind of interesting, though, because like, and this is the spoiler territory, to guys, if you don't want it spoiled. Honestly, I don't think, I think this movie's kind of a waste of time a little bit. Yes, let's talk about it's, it. It's not a hundred percent, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a five to you, and you love the first one. If you, I'll just put it this way. If you love the first one, and you think it's like anywhere between an eight and a ten, the sequel should be sufficient enough, even though it'll be worse than the first one right so if you thought it was a 10 it'll probably be uh, the first movie i mean it'll be be a five or lower on this one do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like it's just gonna cut it in half 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some pretty interesting trivia in here. So if you don't want anything spoiled, I won't say anything. A lot of this isn't really spoiler territory until we get to the scenes and the spoilers discussion that I want to get into. Um, but the movie was shot in a mining area in Taiwan where a lot of people died from an, a mining explosion. Mm-hmm. So it had a haunted history. Right. The lead actress said that she felt a presence and heard digging in her ear when she woke up one night. Huh. And someone saying something in her ear and she thought she heard a voice, but she says she, she may have been a little tired and she wasn't sure if it was her or not in her imagination. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that was not you. <laughs> <laughs> the co-star, the lead actor, who's the love interest, also said that he also experienced something in Taiwan with a woman with long hair. And he said he was really fucking confused by it because he saw her walk past him uh-huh. and it confused the shit out of him. And he sort of just wrote it off. But he can't. He said he can't get rid of the pictures in his mind of that moment. Oh, was it like a ghost? Yeah, he said he saw a ghost. I I was just thinking some lady walked by you. No, it wasn't. He said it wasn't there afterwards. Oh, so it faded. So it was a ghost. He said he walked by him and then he turned and she wasn't there. Well, he needs to sage that shit. Yeah, and I was like, (laughs) eh. But he also mentioned that the coal mine where they shot was very scary. And he he said there was just something really off about that place. A lot of people died there in the past. Right. It's it's going to be heavy. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently the whole cast and crew, they actually went to like some sort of shrine to get purified before shooting Uh huh. and even got a lucky charm. Like he said, at least he got a lucky charm, I guess. And then when they went to Taiwan, they also, so before they got shooting, they went to the shrine to get purified to make sure that they would have all the best luck, all this other shit. And then afterwards they, when they went to Taiwan, they were given another lucky charm uh, as well, which he said that he kept both the Lucky Charms in his pocket. At all times. With, um, yeah. So one was with like a, it was just a charm and one was just a letter with money in it. Oh, okay. Meaning to make the movie successful. Oh. You know what I mean? It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't die. So I guess that's well, a good thing. One of them, one out of two. <laughs> <laughs> Plus he celebrated his birthday on set during the mining of uh, the coal mining area. Uh-huh. So they, they celebrated it there. Um. And the other thing was, is because they were in Taiwan, they had to have some of the actors and actresses speak two different languages. So some of them were struggling with the Taiwanese, you know, accent or or dialect um, from Japan and stuff. So they had to do a lot of the scenes over and over again. They showed like one guy and he was like, hold on, I got it. I got it. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the uh, trivia on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about some of the how the curse jumped to like a different tortured girl for some reason uh-huh. real briefly, because I don't know why it pissed me off. But was that completely <laughs> necessary? Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, I did. I enjoyed like I did like the story and what they were doing for it, but it needed to be its own other thing. So we got Lily. Who was this tortured girl who was tied up in a mine? Lily? Lily, who could tell the future, apparently. She was picked on, right? She gets picked on by all these kids, and they tell her that she's garbage and all this other shit, and they were throwing rocks at her. And then one of the rocks, like, broke her skin and broke her head, and she pointed at the kid who threw it and said, you'll die in three days. Mm-hmm. And that's when he died in three days. Mm-hmm. And then she started doing it to everybody. Mm-hmm. And they all started dying. So they eventually decided that they were going to sew her fucking mouth shut, literally, (laughs) so that she couldn't say it anymore. And then they killed her somehow, right? Yeah. I don't remember how exactly it went, 
Do you? Well, they, they drug her down to the coal mine. Yeah, but how did she die? Oh, I don't remember. That's I what just, I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I just I just thought she died. Anyway, that's Lily. Then you got Mimiko, who is, in some regards, similar story, but she died from having an asthma attack, and her mom just walked away. So it's this grudge, this sort of like, you know, you bitch, you fucking let me die, right. but, but I'm going to be mad at the world kind of thing. And her powerful spirit is just so powerful that she related to another spirit who was a tortured soul, and somehow Mimiko and Lily joined forces to to push a curse on to one missed call. all the cell phones in the world. Right. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And they didn't really even bridge the gap. Right. At least I didn't care enough to notice. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't notice. Right. But. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I will say, though, it the beginning part was good. It sucked me in because it. it I mean, it was twisty, but it was different because the, the the restaurant owner, the dad, answered his daughter's phone and then he died where it should have been the daughter dying. So it was weird it could transfer from one to whoever picked up the call. Right. They changed the rules up a little yeah, bit, which is kind of cool. And they also add, added the picture element to it. So the picture would come up on the phone. So like you could see technology kind of advanced. Um, well, they had a picture in the, the first one, one, too. On the phone? Yes. They because did? Yes. They had that one where the girl was standing. Remember? Because she saw that that creepy mommy thing behind her. Oh, that was through the phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember. She kept seeing that video, and then every now and then the mom would come out of behind that corner until the TV scene where it actually happened in front of her. So it was like foretelling her death oh, in the I future. Thought, oh, I thought they saw that on the video camera. Yeah, they did, TV. but they also saw it on their t- on her phone. On their phone? Oh, okay. Right. So they sort of did that, but the only new thing was is they never addressed the issue with if someone else answered your phone call, would you die? Mm-hmm. So the curse passed on to her. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of cool. Some of the deaths in this one, too, were just meh. Yeah. It was yeah, just like felt yeah. rushed and like didn't feel... Like, they didn't even bother to put, like, fucking... Effort into the dust. It's like... Or it was the like, little girl, like... They like would her... show a shadow, and the, it'd be, oh, and that was it. Well, they didn't put makeup on the arms of the little girl and shit uh-huh. when, the, when it was, like, scenes when they were grabbing her. Whereas in the first one, like, her arms was visibly different than everybody else. Right, right. So Creepy hands. when they have that arm over the shoulder kind of thing, when that was happening, mm-hmm. it just didn't... Uh, I don't know. Like, they had that girl, what is her, Moda, Madoka, whatever her name is, Mod- Madoka. She was, uh, she gets twisted in the shower and, you know, coming off the back of the first movie where the girl's in the TV station and she gets twisted in a pretzel, this mm-hmm. was like really paled in comparison. Yeah. The only thing you get to see is her leg sticking up unnaturally while she's hunched over in mm-hmm. the, in the shower. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of cool, but yeah, they don't. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But they didn't show the transition. It was right. just like an afterthought. Hello? Yeah, again, shadow. Look at my leg. She had her Bye, tongue sticking out too, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> stupid. I would assume that this was made on a lot less budget. But, oh, but maybe obviously. because they went to Taiwan, it costs more. Oh, that could be. You know, and they, the director must have just wanted this in the coal mine so bad. Yeah, like it's it's going to be worldwide. We're going to build this, so it's going to be worldwide, guys. Right. Um, I'm trying to see what other scenes. The journalist girl had a friend in Taiwan who also had the same thing happening in their town. Right. Wasn't that her husband or ex-husband? Or right. Something? But there was no candy in the mouth. There was fucking oh, dust coal. in the lungs. Yeah, coal it was in coal the lungs. in the fucking lungs, which was stupid. Yeah. Like, ugh. But you could tell it was because they were trying to distinguish between the curse 
the cursed children, like which one, which was, it was just dumb. Yeah. And Lily's not scary at all. No. <laughs> I'll take Mimiko, a Mimiko no. over. Well, yeah. Cause she's smiling with her, her mouth sewn shut. Right. Yeah. It's dumb. I don't, I don't even, know. Ugh, can we just go to the next one? <laughs> no, no, no. There was a scene where Lily shows up with needle, uh, with a needle to Kyoko. <laughs> Like he's in, and she's like, "Hi, play with me." Which Let's later play. that fucking needle becomes like a fucking sword and is like <laughs> shredding rock and wood all around him, which was kind of an interesting scene. Like in the mine, you could tell it was a set, but it was in this mine, mm. and like he's like screaming as it's like slashing the rock and the wood around the support beams of the rock. <laughs> it was just kind of silly. I don't know. He was like cutting. Uh, her friend Nate Naoto, that was his name. Naoto's the love oh, interest Naruto, guy. Yeah. Oh, the boyfriend guy. Right, and there was that scene you said that you thought she was creepy in that scene. Oh yeah, okay. And the little girl and was standing over up. her with a fucking needle. Yeah, and the who was it? Somebody walked in and they were up. They were up high, and yeah, it was creepy because she was just sitting in the chair and then the little girl was was behind her with a needle and the little girl was really creepy right there i didn't think so but you did i did why you have me on here (laughs) Uh, i just it's so funny that you've actually talked more highly about this movie than you did the first one. Oh, the other one yeah you talked more in depth about this movie than you did the first one and you gave this one a lower score which was weird to me. I think it's because, and I'll probably talk more about the next one, because we watched those movies, we watched one and two back to back. So I tend to forget, and we've also watched three movies, so right. my memory goes, that's why. There was this There was this other scene, though, that Kyoko is getting dragged off by a little happy girl ghost who's swinging her legs. Whee! But Naoto answers the phone to pass it to him instead because that's how his boss died answering it with the daughter's call. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. In the beginning. And I guess some some additions were bound to happen, I guess, because of that. But yeah, he, he basically takes the death for her. Uh-huh. It's just kind of lame. I just, this one just felt so lackluster, man. Like, it, yeah. it just, like, whereas the next one that we're going to be talking about, One Miss Call Final... Right. One Miss Call 3, final. It was released in 2006. And this movie is about a timid young Asuka is bullied by her classmates. When they embark on a class field trip to Korea, Asuka plans revenge by sending them a cursed phone message. They can either pass on or die. Oh, my God. (laughs) This one was directed by Manaba Aso. Uh, he's of course he's done lots of TV and he also did a movie in 2000 called Senriga Senrigan Senriga yeah of course this was written by Minako Daira mm-hmm. and also Jiro Shin but this is the only thing he's been a, has had a credit on okay Maki Harakita who plays Asuka okay uh, she was actually quite famous in Japan, and she's been credited 77 times in acting, including the film The Deep Red. But she did, she retired in 2017 because she wanted to take care of her family. Hmm. Which I thought, okay. She was born in 1988, so she's kind of still young still. So I thought that was interesting. Um, also starring Misa Kuroki. She plays Emily. She was actually a very successful model, especially when she was younger. And she's been in films such as Assault Girls and Lupin the Third. Okay. And of course, lots of TV. 
All right. I don't have a budget for this movie, but this movie made $6 million at the box office. So nowhere near as much as the, the, as the first one. Yeah, as the first one. And I think it's because of these actresses that are in this. Well, I mean, they tried to get none, new young actresses that were like budding. Right, right. And they totally. Starlets, that. guys, girls, whatever. So what did you think of One Miss Call final, Alex? One Miss Call 3. I guess you're right. I don't know. It says it two different things, I guess, but I thought it was One Miss Call final. But anyway, so I'll just say this up front, guys. Better than the second. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much gathered that from from probably how I was saying our, things. Our banter. Um, but this one is, is constant and it keeps going. It is faster paced than all three combined. It's the fastest one out of all of them, which might be a, a good experience for some people. And if you thought the second one had too many fucking twists and was hard to follow, well, buckle the fuck up, pal. <laughs> Welcome back. It's time to turn your brain into a fucking pretzel and twist it some more. <laughs> Dip it in some cheese. Because that's exactly what this is. You know, first half of this movie, I took it seriously. Obviously, the whole movie's supposed to be 100% serious, for sure. But halfway through, I had one big hell of an eye roll scene that we'll talk about in the spoiler section. <laughs> and it went from being a semi-decent story to so far-fetched really quick. Maybe too quick is uh -huh. probably the wrong word. Uh, it, it never really ends. So Right. It is uh, so rapid in its twists that it isn't even an exercise in how well you can do these twists, but how many you can shove into one fucking story, which is kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. But because it does this, it also makes it kind of endearing and weird and fucking kind of fun to watch ridiculously because it is fast paced. So it's not a hard watch like uh -huh. the second one was, which uh -huh. is slow and boring and the twists don't make sense and you don't care about the ghosts. You're not even creeped out. Where this one actually kind of brings it back a little bit. I think it's pretty fun. It is fast paced compared to the rest. But if you blink or even look away from the screen once, you will be completely, absolutely 100% fucking lost <laughs> because they are doing so many twists that you will lose out. So you mm -hmm. either watch this two hour, almost two hour movie 100% without looking away or blinking or you miss out. Right. <laughs> we had to go back and rewatch the beginning again. 30 minutes we yep. had to watch again. Yeah. We because we were so fucking confused. Yeah. So pause frequently if you're getting overloaded because it really demands like 150% of your it attention. Comes at ya. Yeah. And as if it like deserves some award or something. But halfway through, I pretty much just gave in like, fuck it. It's a so bad. It's good movie at this point. So fuck it. Where else can this motherfucker go? You know, like <laughs> that's how I felt. And it, but it, at least it was entertaining more yeah. than that one. That's twist, man. And, and maybe that, that that might be some sort of amazing thing to some of you guys. But a lot of these twists were just meh, like really bad. Like it just didn't I didn't care again. Yeah. But it's ridiculous in a good way. There is some gore, too, in this movie. They have mangled bodies in this one. Not nearly as good as the first one as far as that category goes but way better the second in my opinion in that regard still I, I think it lacks the gore punch I really wish I could have seen like it's it's still weird and has a couple of cool moments I just feel like the, if these movies really went for it instead of kind of keeping it all feeling like a PG-13 film or made for teens like it could have been way more enjoyable like this whole franchise 
Like, at, after the first one, they just laid the groundwork of the story. All they had to do was go batshit fucking crazy. Like, an example of a fucking Japanese anime sort of straight-to-video live-action manga thing uh, is Tomie, which I think is way better series, and that one suffers a lot from some confusing shit. Mm-hmm. At least Tomie did it in some weird ass shit that warrants some rewatching it, even if it's it's a little jumbled up. I, I, I like the first one miss call on this series, though, probably because Mike actually gave us characters that we care about. And it's a real shame that this franchise could have gone somewhere pretty creative and like distinct and different and been interesting if they really got ballsy with it you know like i feel like they could have like infected people and infected other people or just done something different instead of sticking to the stupid phone thing they just do the typical japanese thing and go off the fucking wall (laughs) you know like it could have been really cool so they they do do the similar thing again they bring it back to another tortured story about another girl with another tortured story right who some bad things happen to and then that curse brings and 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 makes the mimiko curse like attached to it again so uh we're back in that fucking thing but that boat back in that boat i'd give this one though um probably like a four four point five mm-hmm. um it's below average in some regards right but it's like also kind of enjoyable so i wouldn't mind watching this again like if i were to watch this franchise again i might even just skip the second one right and just watch one and and the final and and three yeah Yeah, because it doesn't really matter they don't connect them at all uh, not at all. They don't connect the second movie to the third anyway. Yeah, so. they didn't even mention the second one. It's so funny. And I think two and three really suffered from a budget, I think, because they wanted to go to Korea and fucking Taiwan. I'm not sure if someone was just looking for a vacation yeah. and they wanted to go. <laughs> but honestly, I think it would have been better served if they just kept it in Japan. Right. And fucking saved that money to use it for stuff that they could have put into the movie. Right. Like, it didn't need to be in a mine. They could have figured something else out. Yeah, this one didn't need to be on a boat. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm just glad it's better than two. You know, this one was at least somewhat interesting, and, and it made us laugh, even if it did make us eye roll that really hard mm-hmm. at that one thing that we'll mm-hmm. talk about in the spoiler section. You have to give this movie credit for throwing one of the most amount of twists I've ever seen in a fucking movie right. in my entire Jesus life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the most I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost distasteful that mm-hmm. they did it that way, but it pushed it into ridiculous kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why all these movies felt the need to be two hours long each, but it's just way too much. It is too much. It's like, it's not Shakespeare here, guys. Let's just <laughs> bang it in, bang it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're all like, well, Mike made a two-hour film. I guess I'll have to make a two-hour film. And it's like, no, just make an hour and a half, like a normal movie. Right. It's not that fucking much, you know, but when, anyway. What about you? Oh, in my order, in particular, obviously, you know, one, three, two. So what do you think, Christina? I thought it was confusing as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 50 fucking kids in this movie. And I have no idea who is who. Yeah. But I did like how rapid all the kids started dying. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um, and the human element to the curse uh, killing people. Because how the, it attached to the, actu- the girl with the coma. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, there's a girl in a coma in this movie. They don't really explain it. 
it's, like too much. It's funny because when we first started watching this movie, I totally called what this movie was doing. Yeah, you did. We had an argument about it, and that's why we went back and yeah, watched that's it. One of the reasons why we because had to go we back. both had two different versions. She had the one. She had the. That they were trying to she lead was you. right in the regard that they were they were trying to lead you in. Yeah, I was right where they were going to end up. Yeah, yeah. You so were it was right. really you weird. Just, so we were both ahead. right. Right. Also, technology advanced again in this movie by using the email on your phone. Yeah. Right? So it's just one step closer to a smartphone, and then the curse can start an app called Countdown, and everyone <laughs> will die. <laughs> She's being funny. It doesn't I just, start. I know. <laughs> they, don't, they may not have known or seen the movie <laughs> the Countdown. countdown. Yeah. I was referring to the movie Countdown. Because yeah. that's what happened is there's a curse in an app. Right. So, you know, it's just, again, it's just technology advancing. Right. Did you, did you, um, oh, also, guys, they, they could, you can forward the email. Yeah, to somebody else. Right. And uh, then that person will die. So it kind of remind me like Saw. Where it's like, okay, well, do you want to live or do you want to die? Right. So if you want to live, you need to forward this email to somebody else and then you can live. Which is kind of stupid, but, yeah. you know. Oh, my God. And I'm so fucking sick of these goddamn twists. I'm so done with this, this fucking trilogy. Like, all these fucking twists I've done. They weren't yeah. even... None of them are even good well, twists. And the funny thing is, is because I called it so quick, it wasn't even that hard of a twist. You right. know what I mean? Like, there was just so many little twists in there, like, that they threw in there to be like, aha, aha, aha. Right. It was annoying. And I gave it three out of ten. So, but better than the second one. Yeah. You gave the second one a one, two. Yeah. This one was just a little bit better than the second one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could give this a 4.5 or a 4, you know, depending. Mm -hmm. But again, my for me, too, it's 1, 3, 2. It's, I would just skip two. Actually, I wouldn't watch this again at all. You wouldn't watch either of these? I wouldn't watch any of them. So then the the, the first one would be a 4, right? Because 5 means you might. Okay, I might. And I do want to watch the... I do want to see the remake. That's the way I look at it. But... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but still, I, don't know, I could I could go a long time without seeing that first one again. Mm -hmm. I'm well, good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of complications in this movie, but we did have some laughs, though. You got to remember that we did laugh towards the end, but that one eye roll scene, we were both like, yeah. oh, we both and like groaned out loud. I'll be honest with you, right in the middle, I just stopped taking notes. I was just done. I was like, I'm just done with this movie. Well, I pretty much wrote it all down anyway, so... Well, good. You always do. I knew yeah. you would. Well, I wrote down, like... I was so annoyed. Because I was just so blown away with how things unfolded. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, guys, this is the part where we're going to be going into our spoilers, so if you don't want anything ruined or if you don't care, this is the spoiler section. You have been warned. You can always come back and watch the movies if you want. I don't know if they're up anywhere, but you probably can rent them. And if they're not up for rent yet on the vert, like, like, uh, streaming, you could probably rent them in the future or they'll be up on shutter or something like that. So, or prime or something like that. You can watch at some point, but so I do have some trivia one and just one bit of trivia that I found interesting. They had, they, all of these extras had an hour, like, well, each movie, the first and the third had an hour, like making of, uh, huh. And then the second one had like a half hour mm -hmm. and I watched like all of them, but there really wasn't all that much information. And the way they did it was like more of like a press, like 
to get people to watch it in the third one. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really telling me anything new. But the girl who plays Asuka, the main actress, I can't think of her name off her, Makota or Minikota. Anyway, the girl that played uh, Asuka, actress, that actress doesn't like birds. So when she had to go into the cage and like pick up the fucking chicken, she was like deathly afraid of it. Oh, wow. So, and they apparently, they like started in the afternoon in the evening and didn't get out of there and they didn't finally get the shot until midnight. So she like, yeah, she's really afraid. She was really afraid, but she was able to do it anyway. She was like convinced that she could convince herself to do it. Mm -hmm. So when you see her pick it up and it's awkward, it's because she's, it really is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that was pretty much the only thing I found really interesting in some of the extras. I didn't go through all of the extras. So, you know, but this one I wasn't as fond of as, as much as the first one. So some of the spoilers um, that we could talk about, though, is this is this one latched on to yet another tortured soul that, oh, boy, is that interesting. Um, I think we should probably just try to break it down for you guys as it as it goes from a typical and ridiculous standpoint, because it goes from typical to ridiculous to just outright absurd, uh-huh. like as the movie progresses. Uh-huh. It's kind of typical in the very beginning, but we're just happy to see some deaths. Even if they're not amazing, right? Right. They had some interesting, unique ways to oh, die, too. Yeah, they did. And and it's because Asuka, a.k.a. her and Pam, are having this... This girl hanged herself, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the movie. And you're not sure if it's her or not. Spoiler alert. It is her. <laughs> and I knew that from the get. Mm-hmm. Because she looked over her shoulder. And I'm like, why would this girl be just out in the middle of nowhere getting into a fucking bird cage for nothing? Chicken coop, yeah. Yeah, chicken coop, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Why would she just be there and then turn around and be like, oh, shit, my friend's dead. Uh Like, that's the way I was looking at it. So that's why I knew immediately it was her. Right. She was dead. Right. But apparently you find out later that this girl didn't die and she was in a a coma. And they only mention it like one time. Yeah. It's weird. Before you find out before that. So it's almost like they're trying to pretend to make you think... That she's dead and she's haunting you, but the real twist is that she's in a coma and Mimiko is in her fucking mind, in her coma, controlling shit. And it's like, wait, what? And then there's like this split personality where Asuka, who is the girl that was sweet, is also has a alter ego named Pam being controlled by Mimiko. Yeah. And killing off her classmates who picked on her. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that, that whole part, especially when they, they said the name, when they were alluding to she had two different names, then, yeah, that just got so stupid. Right. So it's just, stupid. I mean, I know it's like, I just had to spill it out right there because yeah. it's like, I mean, I don't think that those are as good a twist as they thought they were. Yeah, no. You know, and if they are, the, the thing about twists is it's not how many you have. Right. It's it's about how well they are. How executed they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, like you need it. Well pro- executed. Yeah, like most people get offended with any twist. Right. Because they are like, oh, it didn't end up the way I wanted it to, which right. is fair. I'm not saying it isn't, but... When you throw 50 in a movie. Yeah, it's, it's too much. It's too much. But I still enjoyed it because of how many there were and how ridiculous it really was. Mm-hmm. Because you just had to get over that hump mm-hmm. to go, all right. Because in the very beginning of the movie, this girl's getting picked on 
And then when she goes to the chicken coop, you see her automatically go to the chicken coop, pick up the chicken, turn around, see herself dead. You don't know this at that point in time. And the phone rings that she dropped her cell phone or her. It looks like her friend dropped her cell phone. She picks it up and it's Mimiko saying, forward this message and you will survive and you won't die. Mm -hmm. So she does. And then starts the chain of all the bullies who die. And then you fast forward and they're on this boat. All the bullies are doing telling ghost stories on a boat headed to South Korea for a class trip. And then the phone rings, of course, and it's fucking, you know, she doesn't answer it. She's like, that's not my ringtone. And then sure enough, she listens to it and it's her in some market listening to some music. And then she screams. Right. Right. And then doesn't she get dragged? She sees a picture in the email again. We don't know what's going on. It's a picture of her hanging. Mm hmm. And they're trying to figure it out. And they're like, oh, it's spam. And I thought that they were talking about email. But the spam is the nickname of the girl. They mentioned it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Once in at the, the very, end. No, but in the very beginning, she said spam. And yeah. I thought it was a mistranslation. I did, too. Or I thought they meant spam email because they were emails. Right. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, now I didn't even catch that until you said something. Right in the very beginning. Up. Yeah. And spam was Pam. They called spam her. She, she her nickname was spam, but they called her Pam for short because they were, nobody liked it, and they made this big story about it in like the third act right. about it. Well, there's it feels like this is a four act movie, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It seems like we're more upset about this one than we are the second one. Yeah, but I think it's because we actually decided to take the leap and actually it kind of pays off in some weird way. Does it pay off? I just mean that it's it kept our attention. You you go yeah, two and did. three, but you. For me, this is just slightly below average because mm-hmm. of how bad it's good. Yeah. So then that chick dies, Azusa, that's her name. Later the next day at noon, she she gets hung, whatever. Pam's best friend is watching this from her computer somehow. And you're like, wait, what? How's she watching this? If the curse is showing her, does she have, she has these like weird bouts of talking to Pam. It's like Azuka, Azus, what's her name? Asuka. Azula. Yeah, there's Azusa and yeah. Asuka. Which <laughs> and is like Pam and Pam. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, I'm getting confused between names alone. <clears throat> um, but yeah, she, so Azuka, Asuka is like talking to Pam, mm-hmm. which is her alter ego in her brain because she's in a coma. Right. But really, Pam, her alter ego, is Mimiko. Right. Pretending to be Pam. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Which Pam is her alter ego of hatred and bully, while Asuka is the, the sweet girl that shouldn't have gotten picked on. Which is kind of interesting. It's kind of a nice twist, but they spend so long trying to tell and, and making it a twist rather than just explaining it. Right. Which would have been far easier. more easier on my brain and watching this movie. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to be that fucking crazy. It really didn't. And every time she kills somebody and she picks somebody, you see the cursor of the mouse going across the, the picture of the class. Oh, yeah. And their their face gets all blurry and weird. Right. It's kind of cool. Which you find out later in the movie. This is, again, another twist. <laughs> she wasn't actually pushing the butt or Mimiko wasn't actually selecting who would die. But it was actually Asuka. Asuka. Yeah. And it's like. So it wasn't her altered reality, her alternate reality. But Asuka didn't think it was real. I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a dream. Right. So then Teruya is next on the call list. 
that his death was cool. Apparently, wherever Pam, uh, <clears throat> wherever Pam's fucked up friend clicks on the picture, like I said, it calls them. But he sees himself in a video of him in the bathroom, and then he goes outside and gets hung by a fucking electrical fucking power line that yeah. fucking it goes crazy and it starts being a snake, <laughs> transforms into a snake, wraps around his fucking neck. And he's just laying on the ground like purple face. And then candy came out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. And then the candy came out of his mouth. The dum-dum came out of his mouth. Yeah, because Mimiko has a, a, a lust for murder. <laughs> uh, then the bullies come to the conclusion that it's a Pam curse. Uh-huh, which includes the cell phones. Right. Mm-hmm. So they all, you know, who they realize, oh, she's not dead. She's still She's in, a, in coma. a coma. And it's like, wait, it's how does that even make sense, first of all? And then Tomoka is next. She breaks her phone in half and, like, removes the battery and then throws it down the hall and it's still ringing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's a nice effect. And then she runs away from it and then it appears in her purse, ringing uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. Suddenly. And they're all worried that she... It says, um, if you forward this to somebody, you won't die. And they're all like, you're not going to send it to us, right? Right, Tomoka? And she's like, and then one of the stupid bitches that fucking is with her is talking shit to her. Which is stupid. Why after would you the, do that? Yeah, after you to... find out that she's going to die and she has to pick someone or die, you're going to act like you're a gonna... fucking bitch to her? Right. Like, are you stupid? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was really stupid. So, of course, they get into a little girl fight and, like, she sends the message to the bitch girl named mizu just not a good move on her part by the way like who she was just being the alpha bitch you know what i mean like the the one that's always in control right so she thought she could alpha her into not doing it Uh uh-huh and it didn't work she picked her (laughs) (laughs) stupid then they have like this is where fucking uh asuka or you think pam or is it mimiko who fucking knows at this point in time where she's talking about the pecking order of the chickens like if you keep chickens in a cage long enough and they don't have any food or anything they'll kill each other off the 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 the, uh, weak ones until the strongest is left Mm -hmm. and that was the significance of her picking up the chicken in the beginning and and the kids and all of her friends and all of the bullies and everything like that she's putting them through the pecking order and so this nerdy kid is like gets the call his name's toru and he gets his fingers bent backwards in a closet. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. And he sees his crumpled up friend in the bo- in the, in the, in the corner. <laughs> in the closet, yeah. because yeah. they lock him in the closet because they don't want him coming out and, like, calling the phone. Don't they take his phone from him or something yeah, like that? So. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, a, they don't want him forwarding the... I don't know, I remember if it was four because I think there was only one or two, maybe three forwards in the whole fucking movie. And the rest were all... I don't know. Or no, I'm wrong. It was all forwards. Yeah. So really, she just killed like a couple, right? To you know, as in some sort of like fucking twisted Dark Knight fucking Joker move. Like all they needed was just a little push. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they keep forwarding this to their friends anyway. Like, why not just send it to the spam people, like or a scammer in your spam folder? Right. Like, pick pick a scammer that's trying to sell you fucking, like, you know, trying to get you $50 million. The Nigerian prince. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why are you sending it to your friends, you assholes? Now, I did like it when the, one of the students forwarded it to the teacher. Yeah, teacher or parent, older people are assholes. We need to yeah. kill them. 
It's so stupid. Some stupid logic. Right. But the teacher was being a jerk. He was taking all the phones away from them because there was just mass chaos. But, which is kind of cool, though, because, like, you get to see a lot of deaths in this one. Right. Even if they're not, like, spectacular, they're still above average. Right. Right. Like, they do have a crumpled up scene where this girl, Mary, who is in the hallway and she disappears. And then you they go down to the laundry room and they see, like, some chick all crumpled up in the fucking inside one of the oh, laundry the dryer. things. Yeah, yeah, the dryer, and it comes falling, her head falls, and then, yeah. It's like her head first, and then her body, yeah. and then it's like pressing up against was, the thing. Yeah, her hand was moving on the dryer. That, that was, was cool. cool. That was cool, I like that. That is cool. Yeah. And then the, you got Asuka and Pam. You, this is where we found out that Asuka and Pam are the same person. Right. Which I was like, called it! I fucking told you! <laughs> Because they were trying to, like, make it seem like Pam was the friend or something, or Asuka was the friend. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. Asuka was the friend, Pam was the girl that hung herself. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Anyway, then you you mentioned the Kibe, the teacher, gets the call. Right. She sends it to him. That was an okay scene. They're in the elevator, and he sees, like, fucking Asuka or Mimiko or whatever in the fucking picture. Yeah. In the elevator and like is freaking out and somehow it rips out his heart. Oh, yeah. So the elevator doors open and he's laying there and the kids are all at the elevator and his heart, his beating heart is sitting in his hands. And then. But his chest isn't doesn't even have a hole in his sweater. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just red. It's just right. red. But after that, I thought it was cool when the uh, elevator stores open and they saw that and the kids, they ran inside the elevator and they just started fighting over the cell phones. Yeah, because they're like, part they're of it is like caring about the teacher. They know that if they don't have their cell phones, they won't be able to pass it on or they'll die anyway. Right. Exactly. So they're just scared. Yeah. So it was just like mass chaos, even though that guy was just dead. <clears throat> There was that scene where the dude pukes feathers mm-hmm. because that other friend is like, oh, yeah, he gets chased down the hallway because his phone rings and then it says forwarded if you don't want to die. And then he like runs down the hall and everybody's chasing him because they're like trying to convince him not to fucking forward it, forward it and just to let him die. Uh-huh. And then this is kind of fucked up, they right? Bust in the room and then all of a sudden, like he hears the phone ring and then the kids like spitting out feathers which makes no sense yeah but it was kind of a cool looking yeah, the, scene there was a noise he was making as the feathers were coming out of yeah, it sounded like a demonic that. voice yeah it was crazy this is right after this is the big eye roll moment this is where me and Christina were like fuck this movie <laughs> like this does not make any fucking goddamn sense so this is another twist by the way <laughs> um there's this other chick that's been in this movie. She's been has this love interest guy who lives in South Korea who's deaf and they've been friends online and sharing and they met each other through some sort of hands, you know, deaf thing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was. It's signing. Hand, Is that what the, hand signing. That's yes. what I meant to say, but I just didn't I don't know what to call it. Deaf people shit. No, I'm, just kidding. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Uh, oh, I know. We, we, we know. Uh, but. She's been trying to hook up with this guy and he works with this deaf school where he teaches kids how to like deal and cope with being deaf. And like, he's like a really super nice guy. (laughs) And like this girl, her name is Amiri. She talks to her deaf friend and he explains that maybe because he tells her earlier on that that there may be connected to this other story that happened in Japan. Only it's over happening over here in South Korea. Mm hmm. 
and blah, 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 blah. He's like, maybe if you apologize to the real Asuka who's in a coma and not Mimiku, Mimiko, who's pretending to be her as Pam. So she calls her friend on the phone who's in a coma, okay? Who's in a coma and able to receive phone calls. She called her brain. She (laughs) called her brain. (laughs) She, of course, answers and somehow wakes up the real Asuka by apologizing to her for not helping her because she, they talk about what happened was is that Asuka was best friends with Amiri, who... Amiri was getting picked on and Asuka stepped in to be picked on for her because she was trying to protect her. Uh-huh. And when they started picking on uh, Asuka, Amiri walked away and said, fuck you. And then went on a fucking <laughs> trip with her after she killed herself almost. Right. Like, and so she apologizes to Asuka in her brain, overpowering the possessed spirit of Mamiko, who is portraying her alter ego, Pam. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no twist spared in this movie. Um, and then they decide that somehow it wakes her up. Somehow it wakes her up. And by self-sacrificing herself, because she's like, just tell me to do it and I won't forward it to anybody so we can end this. Then, uh, outside of that, everyone decides that in order to stop Mimiko running the computer to pick another person who's going to die, (laughs) that they have to stop the computer that Mimiko is using. And how do they do this? Oh, my God. How do they do this? Hack the world! They hack the fucking planet. (laughs) Hackers unite! Hack the world! (laughs) And you know how it spreads? Because they hand out literal... Fucking flyers. flyers. Hackers. Flyers. Flyers to email. Flyers instructing them to email people <laughs> to end the curse. So, you know, remember back in the day when you would get these email, those emails saying, hey, forward this email and you'll have, you'll get a million dollars. Right. Like, literally, that's Maybe what that's where was. the idea came from. What, this movie? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um. Anyway... So somehow they're able to get every hacker in the world, or at least in Japan and Korea. Every person on a computer, pretty much. Yeah, they're all like, yeah, let's stop Mimiko. (laughs) Who the fuck is Mimiko? Like, as if if every person that they told that they needed to hack could explain every single twist that these people put in this movie. Oh, but they, but when they were running around, like, telling people with the flyers and they were running into, like, like, computer cafes and shit. In the the montage segment? Yeah, Yeah. the montage uh, section. She's, like, grabbing her shoulders and showing the the flyer and people are just like, okay, let's do this. So, you don't know me, and this may be crazy, but I got a friend in a coma (laughs) who's being haunted by this old ghost named Mimiko who was in the first sequel of this whole fucking thing that happened. And so anyway, she's (laughs) attached to her alter eager named Pam, and she's calling people and sending them, yeah, I'll sign up, bitch. Yeah, let's let's do do this. this. That cannot be that easy to explain. <laughs> it's just like the, the overwhelming goodness of life just tells everybody that we're going to fucking fix this problem right now. And it's just so easy. I'm I'm just blown away by this. We're both like, okay, this is just out of control. Right. We think that part's over, but it's still going on in the background. Asuka 
the girl who's been picked on and killed herself has an alternate ego name, Pam, and is being haunted by Mimiko, just to fucking make sure you guys are following me here, somehow walks to the computer where Amiri is calling her phone. She leaves the hospital from her coma and walks oh, yeah, to the house. And had fresh clothes just sitting there waiting for her. Right. I was. I said that to Christine. I was like, it's a good thing she had her coat and fucking scarf, scarf. after she hung herself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she like calls, Amiri calls her and she answers the phone that's on the seat that, that the Asuka girl in her mind has been talking to a cell phone the whole time picks up that pink phone, answers it, and it's Amiri. And the twist is, Asuka apologizes for killing people instead of fucking Amiri, who's trying to take all the blame. So Asuka's like, well, I'm the reason that all this happened. And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I, she said, I thought Mimiko was killing people. And she was like, no, she was just putting the mouse over the people's faces, and I was the one that clicked. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, another twisty, twisty. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus, God. never ends, never ends. And that's not all. No, Mimiko, that is not all. Mimiko is none too happy about this shit happening, by the way. She throws Asuka and Amiri, somehow transports them by the will of magical hatred <laughs> and the curses of Japan <laughs> into the class. That they all took class together somehow. Like yeah. They, but they put them in the same fucking spot area. Sort of like, I think Asuka gets thrown into the classroom and then uh, Amiri gets thrown outside somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the chicken coop. Oh, yeah, the chicken coop. She gets thrown school. in the chicken coop. Right. And Asuka sees all the dead people in the school, which is actually kind of a cool little moment. There's this one guy like trying to climb up the stairs after it he's all screeching and like screaming and it looked like some demon or something dead people right. coming back to life yeah i think so oh yeah yeah yeah. do you know what i'm talking yeah, about wait, yeah they're what yeah she was like having uh i wouldn't say flashbacks but yeah all the dead people and the twisty body and the hanging th- and we're not even sure if if she's actually really in a classroom or she's in the mind of whoever whoever yeah, yeah. who knows who knows where this bitch is at? Well, they got a twist again. You know, there'll yeah, be another go, twist. Go, twist. Twisty. Which, I don't know. I mean, I guess that part was kind of cool. But Mimiko shows her true childlike form and is coughing suddenly. And Asuka's like, let's end this and starts rubbing Mimiko's back. Like, it'll be all good. Like, as if she's going to fucking help. Like, this hating bitch is going to just suddenly, who's attached herself to everybody else's goddamn business curse, is like trying to take over all these other curses. Like, all of a sudden, she's going to just be nice. Right. And Christina and I are thinking to myself, ourselves like, oh. <gasps> What if she's the sister right. of of Mimiko in the first movie when she cut her little sister? Yeah. What if that's her sister and they didn't even use it? Yeah, God, that would have been awesome. That would have been a good twist. That would have been a good twist. They fucked up. It would have made all the the seven hundred other twists worth it. Yeah, right. It would have made so much sense. Right. So much sense. <laughs> so anyway. <sighs> Thanks for bringing that up. I forgot I said that. Yeah, I remembered I it because I, I was like, that's a really yeah, good point. I stopped writing stuff down right about there. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk onto the ledge of the building like Mimiko and Asuka. 
So Asuka is standing there and she's about ready to jump. And Asuka's like, here's fucking Amiri come up behind her. And Amiri's pleading with her to stay. And then the phone rings. And then fucking Mamiko appears behind Amiri. And then Asuka says, forward it to me. You know, because it says, you can forward oh, that's this. Right. Oh, God. Because Asuka's still playing both the friends, you know, while she's still chilling in front of them. Right. <clears throat> or her spiritual childlike self. Who knows? So Amiri says, no, I can, I can. I can't and tells the little girl Mimiko that she won't forward it to anyone. She's like, let me be the last Mimiko. And, she, and, and this is, oh. we lost it at this oh part my God. because Mimiko takes her fist and puts it in front of her face and then extends her fingers. But the first finger to come up is her middle it's finger. Middle finger. And we thought that she was <laughs> flicking her off, this little child. And so we fucking lost it. See, that's that what we should have done for the fucking oh, shot. That... But, dude, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was good. I, I love how we both lost it, too. We both saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is what I'm talking about, how ridiculous this movie is, guys. Because, like, it's ridiculous. It really is. And, and, and it's kind of enjoyable because we were just like... It's like our emotions were so all over the place. Like we were right. angry. We were laughing. We, were, you know, like we were just like at a loss of words. Like mm -hmm. it was just a lot of emotions going on while watching this movie. Mm -hmm. But she just hands the girl candy. She hands Amiri candy, like one of the pieces of candy, and she puts it in her mouth. Meanwhile, it's still not over. We think it's over because this would be a good place to end the fucking movie, would it not? No. <laughs> it's not over yet. And that's. We gotta put in another twisty twisty. In true one miscall, uh, you know tradition Form. yeah they have to keep pushing it a little bit further and that's why these movies are fucking two hours long okay but meanwhile hackers are uniting all over the planet to block the computer to block mimiko because i guess they're in the mind of mimiko i don't i don't get it it's like they're all three connected to mimiko maybe and that's where they wow. why they were all in this space sure anyway <laughs> So they're trying to block Mimiko's computer because it's still running and still trying to kill people. Mm -hmm. So they're typing away as if it was their, their you know, the last chance of the world was going to end, you know, like, and then the power of the email compels you. <laughs> the power of email compels you. <laughs> Mimiko tries to bust through the computer monitor and then explodes from, you know, the hackers. Mm -hmm. shutting it down so she just it just the monitor the computer all just busts and turns into a big pile of ash or whatever it's like take that black hats you fucking <laughs> hacker pieces of shit like we're the good hackers and Amiri is saved because she's about to die and they're hacking their little hearts out to save everyone right so Amiri doesn't have to give up her life but is it over yet no it's nope. not over not yet not over <laughs> Wait, we still have five minutes of film left? Let's fill it with another twist! <laughs> so, Jinwo, her boyfriend, the deaf guy who she's fallen in love with and solved the mystery of the 7,000 twists of Mimiko, <laughs> he has been telling her this fucking story the whole fucking movie about this violinist who lost his hearing that he met who was related to Mimiko in that whole uh, craze of one missed call. And he deafened himself 
intentionally to prevent himself from being taken by Mimiko so that he wouldn't hear the ring and it would default to him. Right. Right. Isn't that where that what happened? That's what happened. And so they're like, Ugh. he's like confessing his love to Amiri because they've been back and forth. And he's like, you finally shown me what life's all about and how much purpose I have. And I resent nothing. And she's like, wait, what do you mean? And then he goes outside and fucking Mimiko fucking crumples up his body without us seeing, of course, <laughs> because that would cost too much. But they were like, we got to get another twist in. We got to. There's not enough. <laughs> and like, so then he gets the message and it's, you know, he doesn't forward it and he dies. Uh -huh. And so Mimiko lied and took his life, but she owed, he was owed to her. Right. That's, see, that, his character with the death thing that, okay, now it makes no sense because he still could die because he got a fucking email. Right. So why did, why the fuck did you make yourself deaf? Well, he you took. Fucking idiot. <laughs> well, because it evolved. The curse evolved. Ugh. It evolved See? to email. Technology evolved, so it's going to evolve into an app. Yeah, exactly. Countdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's where we, that's the and that's next the sequel. End. <laughs> that's, that's the, the next sequel. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> that, that ghost in the fucking countdown is Mimiko. Yeah, it's Mimiko. Yeah. It's like an amalgamation of like. <laughs> it might be. 70 different thousand, 70,000 twists and like five curses right. all mixed into one app. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, what was the other speculation that we had? We were like, okay, well, what if, cause I, that's what it was. I said, well, why doesn't she just forward it to herself? Because it says in the app or not the app in the fucking call or the email, it says, if you forward this, you will not die. So if she forwarded it to herself, no, wouldn't Alex, it cancel it out? No, it would not cancel it out. <laughs> it would cancel her out. I thought that was pretty smart. I don't know. Maybe it would have worked. I mean, I wouldn't have tried I, it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Who? So if you got the message, who would you forward it to? Oh, wait. I know the answer to that. Oh, yeah. There's a couple. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> they probably got their phones turned off or something. I, I'm sure I could find their email. I don't know if I have enough time to get it, but I'd find out somehow. <laughs> hey, do you know such and such as email? <laughs> but Jesus Christ, guys, like, I hope you sticked around. This I far? Hope, I hope you guys stuck around for that. This far? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I honestly, like, because, like, you'll notice the difference between us talking about the first film, the second film. Oh, yeah, totally. And the third film. And we get really, I, I just... I was going to do trivia on this one, but I was like, you know what? I think it's just best yeah. to explain just how bad the shit crazy this fucking movie is. And like the more and more I think about it, I almost feel like this has gone up a little bit because of just how ridiculous <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I enjoyed talking about it. Like, that's got to be worth something, right? I guess. Notch it up another point. I still think it's a three. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's like four or four point five for I, me. I know there's better shittier movies out there. Yeah, but it's pretty astounding what they did in this movie. Like, it's just really, I've never seen a film like this. I've never seen that lack of concern for the viewer that's watching these yeah, movies. For what the fuck is going on? It's like, it's like, I, I, and I'm no disrespect to anybody who wrote this, but like perceiving this and as a viewer from the outside and not actually knowing anything about anybody who is attached to this, in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, wow. <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah. like how full of yourself are you yeah to put this 
put the viewer through this. Through this. Yeah. yeah. It's confusing. And like, and, and so, I, can't, I can't believe we paid a close enough attention because we felt like yeah, we had to. Yeah. Like, I don't we think, really did. I think 20% of the people who've actually watched this to the end are the only people that actually know what's going on. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm Now I'm sounding like an asshole, I think. Just a little bit. Nothing new. Whatever. I mean, kidding. it's just, I'm just, I'm glad that I stuck around and we watched it to the end. Uh-huh. If, I guess if we had to break this down, what is it? Seven. So four. What did I give this? The other one? 3.5. So 4.5. So we'll say 4.5. 3.5. So that's five, five. Eight. And then I gave the other one seven. So that's 15. So this movie, this franchise gets a five out of at like a 10 for yeah. the whole franchise. Right. Because of the other movies. Right. But man. It lowered it down. Yeah. For you, it's even less. It's yeah, like, <laughs> it's fucking like. It's, you're like two, three, like, and please, five. I do not want to do this again. You gave it a 10. So it's like it's like a three out of fucking 10 for you for the whole franchise. Yeah. So you hated it. Yeah, it's not a good franchise. All right. All right. That's fair. It's cool. So, guys, I don't know if Christine is going to be back next week. We were going to do Necromantic 1 and 2, but I don't think we are, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. So, sorry. We're going to have to figure something out, find somebody to fucking uh, do the episode with or something, but she's got to handle some stuff. So, we'll probably have to push that one off till ne- the following week. So. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I can't wait to look at, uh, you know, yeah, I can't wait to puke my brains out. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. We're going to make a really good shot off of that Necromantic 1 and 2, by the oh way. It's going to be so good. So good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll figure something out by next week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you listen to the end, the the secret password or the secret code at the end of this episode is 70,000 fucking twists. So if you listen to the end of this episode, then you know I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. And as always, long live the boy. You will be listening to me.